in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. You guys apparently both suck at movies. Thank you to Christopher Boyd on Twitter, who said, You all stink at recounting Marvel comics or movies. The inventor of the super soldier serum was murdered by a Nazi spy minutes after it worked on Steve Rogers. That's right. So the answer to my question could have been a simple sentence, but you guys are idiots and couldn't remember that. No. It could have been, uh, the answer could have been, why didn't that guy write down some notes or put some of that crap on a flash drive? That would be my next question, is he probably had notes. The answer could have been, Tyler, watch the movie. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, Like, the rest of 90% of America. You guys watched them and couldn't answer my question. We also don't want to spoil everything, because the entire line of Marvel can't be spoiled on the air. It wasn't that movie, like, really old. Tyler, you know about the damage I've done to my brain, like, by my own choice. (laughs) I don't have an excuse. (laughs) Yeah. Now Kira's young. You know she hasn't done that kind of stuff. I'm 42. I'm like I'm like Your her dad's age. Your backpack is a Captain America backpack, it's, and you can't remember this detail. But I remember I'm from America, and that's important. Good thing there's not a Falcon on it. Then you wouldn't know what country you were from. <laughs> I would hope I'd have a jetpack. No, on Falcon it. is Falcon because of his armor, his suit. Yes. But if he's supposed to be Captain America not, 2.0, why is he it's not a bald eagle? Supposed to be much later. Yeah, yeah, later. This is after Captain this America hung up the shield, the and then Sam, the Falcon—that's his name, Sam—replaces Captain replaces America. Captain. So he's no longer the Falcon. Be a bald eagle. He's no longer the Falcon. He's Captain America. So he was a Falcon prior to becoming. Yes. Okay, you could have answered both of these graduated questions. to okay, Captain you're America. Welcome. We answered it. There you Jesus. Go. Oh, all right. I'm mean, gonna. Now I I'm feel tired. like a real I'm failure. Done. I'm done. It's time to go home. <laughs> like I feel like I know just about as much about Marvel movies as Tyler does. You do. And I've seen all. You don't of them. know anything about I've them. I've seen apparently. all of them, That's and I have no true. clue. You guys know nothing about these. That movies. is not true. Don't be rude, <laughs> Gooch. What is your favorite? Who is your favorite hero? My favorite hero. His backpack is Captain no, America. It's very, very, very. My favorite hero. I'd have to say it would have to be like Batman because he can hurt Batman. It makes it more. It makes it. It makes it a better. Okay, so we're talking DC and Marvel? Okay, oh, so maybe favorite Marvel? I would have to say I like Doctor Strange. I thought that was the okay. best movie. Okay, okay. Iron Man's my favorite. Yeah. All right. Your logic on Batman being your favorite is terrible logic. Well, no, way. no, only because the reason why I like Batman, though, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying if I had the choice of I any... like him because he can be hurt. Well, what? yeah, because it makes it a more exciting book. You don't want okay, your, you yeah. like the story of yes, it better. Okay. Yeah, yes. It's like it's I like gotcha. watching sports and then one team is far superior than the other. No, you there has to be but a like, chance. I want my favorite team to win every single game. Right. So but my you favorite want their, team, I want them to go undefeated. But but in order for it to be exciting though, your favorite team has Absolutely to Absolutely not. Has Houston to lose. Astros go 162 and 0. I am gonna be the happiest man on earth. Did you open your present? I did open my present yesterday. Did you like it? Yeah, it's very bright. Oh, I'm uh, glad you like for it. those of you that are listening. Jared got me a Christmas present. It didn't get here until yesterday or the weekend or something. Uh, it is like a three-foot-tall Houston Astros neon sign. Oh. It is so bright. It is, like, brighter than the actual lights in my house. Wow. It's going to blind me. A neon sign? Yeah. That's that's a good present. I should come hang it up in here. What kind of money is Jared making? He's an idiot. Yes. Yeah. It's to not buy... what he's making. It's what he's spending. Ah, right. yeah. <laughs> God, just to get your approval? 
I've done so many shows with Tyler this year, and it feels like you are the dad that's never going to tell me I'm good, even though I hit 350 from the plate. I'm not saying I'm doing that as a radio broadcaster now. I'm just saying, like, no matter how good I do, you're still going to go, ah, you, you, you got to prove. Did I'd you say just about, call Tyler our dad? Yeah, well, I'd I mean, say about 35% of your sentences are good. So are coherent. You're hitting 350. Right on, buddy. You're hitting Stick it with it. You're hitting zero at superhero stuff. <laughs> Jesus, you couldn't explain anything. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna. I didn't know I needed the Marvel timeline to break down Captain America's rise to power. Go to the first bite thing. Just play the sound in between. I don't care about your next question. There's, we're supposed to do something in this segment. Mm. This is but called you guys a, are the front page. <laughs> yeah. No, you're the one who was like, when we go back on air, this is what we're talking about. So that's what we talked about. Why does that, when Tyler calls me an idiot for my Marvel knowledge? Why do I feel why do I feel dumb when he knows way significantly less? It's like I still feel like, oh wow, dad, why? It's about pretty much any movie. Hold on. Although somebody else tweeted at me. This is the most popular segment we've done today. Um Vegas Rebel Drew. Wait until you learn about Revolutionary War Captain America. Oof. I feel like uh, either one of you know about Revolutionary War. I feel Captain like America. that that reference was so nerdy, my girlfriend wants to break up with me like right now. Because once I find that out, she's going to go, you're too much of a nerd for me. I got to go. You got to go? Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Bounce with Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm pushing these buttons, but it's the same conversation. That's fine. I'll actually tell (laughs) you something. I was about to say, is Tyler talking? No, no. I'll actually tell you something here. The Blazers traded CJ McCollum to the Pelicans this morning. Hmm. So, first off, the Blazers, they're going to trade Damian Lillard, too? Like, they suck. Damian Lillard's hurt right now, by the way. But, like, they suck. They're clearly not doing anything this season. And you just traded your second-best player. Right. And conceivably, Damian Lillard comes back next year, and if the Blazers build a good team around him, they can be competitive. But they're not winning anything. But Lillard's been the rare NBA player who has said, I want to stay here. I want to play here. I don't want to, you know, join a team and chase rings, although he might be changing his mind on that. I am curious what the Blazers are doing, but maybe more curious, what the hell are the Pelicans doing? They're not winning anything. No. Zion's not playing. Like, what are they going to do with C.J. McCollum? Yeah, this is just one of those moves where it's like, fans, we're trying. Like, huh? They are in a play-in spot, right? So they'd be in the play-in rounds of the of the NBA playoffs right now. So... Uh, I guess, but I don't feel like, hey, we're the nine seed in the West is the time to be like, hey, we're getting CJ McCollum and going for it. Hopefully, right. we can get to the seven seed. And right. Well, that swept. was that. Well, when when the uh, Pelicans made that trade with the uh, with the Lakers, you know, you were kind of hoping that this would be instead of just getting rid of AD, who was one of the what top ten players in the NBA at that at that time, it still is. You know, you were kind of hoping that you would get a better team, a better core, and yeah, they still play good, but. It's not like C.J. McCollum's going to put him over the top. I mean, he's going to take him from the 10 seed to the 9 seed. It's going yeah. to be great. For yeah, right. Him. They're going to get a home uh, yeah, right. play-in game. We're going to go from the 9 seed to the 8.5 seed. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Here's something that I have not figured out exactly what's happening. I don't know what Auburn is doing with their head football coach, Brian Harson, But they are, I don't even know if investigating is the right word. Making expanded inquiries is what ESPN reported into the tenure of football coach Brian Harson. 
Parsons been at Auburn for one season, had a losing season last year. I, I don't know what's happening. Of all the stories I've read, I cannot figure out what, like why Auburn is investigating its own coach. Yeah. The, the only thing I found they've had, they had 20 players that entered the transfer portal, which is a big number, but there've been a lot of schools that have had a lot of kids in the transfer portal and they've had five coaches leave for different jobs. Which, again, it sounds like those are decently sized numbers, but it's that alone doesn't make me sit here, sit back and think, oh, you got to investigate this coach and what the hell's going on. So I, of all the stories I've read, I don't know what's happening in Auburn. I don't have any idea what they're doing. Just like you said, though, uh, 20 players in the transfer portal, that is a lot. I mean, maybe they're wondering, is he mean to the players? But you wouldn't have. And here's the thing. It's not the <laughs> athletic department that's investigating it. It is the like the university of, or Auburn University. Not the athletic department. It's just the university is this expanded inquiry. But like, in all seriousness, if you're like, if you were like the president of a university and you saw 20 kids enter the transfer portal, you might pick up the phone and be like, hey, what's going on? You wouldn't like open an investigation into your coach. Yeah, there must be something privately going on. Right. Like, I, I can't, I don't know. I do not know what's happening. There. Like there's got to be some kind of accusation happening for them to open up a flat out investigation. Right. And, and that's the other thing. They're not actually calling it an investigation. They're calling it an inquiry, which I don't know what the hell that means. I don't it's know like, what the hey, difference we're between just asking <laughs> questions. I don't know. I'm just inquiring. But the funniest detail from ESPN story about it. Brian Harson is on vacation out of the country until Wednesday and is not coming back. If you were on vacation and then all of a sudden you were like being investigated for how poorly you were doing your job, would you stay on vacation or would you come back and be like, hold on, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Do you drink more when you're on vacation? If that's the case, if you, if you realize like, is, is my career going to be crushed when I get back from this beautiful vacation? I mean, like, how are you going to be able to enjoy yourself? I don't know. But apparently, because he, he, like, talked to ESPN. He gave them, like, a very brief, but a comment about it. So he's on vacation. A reporter's calling him being like, hey, uh, you know, like, your school president's investigating you. And he's like, what? I'm on the beach. I'll yeah. talk to you on Wednesday. And now all of a sudden you're calling everybody else <laughs> that you know on campus. Do you know anything? Do you know anything? Do you know anything? No, dude. That sucks. I feel bad for the guy. Next question. Rich Basaccia is going to be the Packers' new special teams coordinator. Uh, the Packers, very bad special teams last year, and it showed up in their playoff loss to the 49ers. Uh, Basaccia had actually interviewed for a head coaching spot with the Jacksonville Jags. Doug Peterson got that job. But Rich Basaccia is going to put the Packers over the top, right? Oh, they yeah. keep Aaron Rodgers. He's mm -hmm. going to fix the special teams. They're going to be good to go. He's going to show the kicker how to kick with the inside of his foot. Things are going to go crazy. <laughs> this guy is going to totally change the game. Special teams coordinator. Do you at all feel bad for Rich Passaccia? He took over as the interim head coach of the Raiders. He They got to the playoffs. With, you, can, you can say whether or not you think Rich Passaccia had a big hand in that, but they got to the playoffs in what was probably like the worst off-field season a team has had in a very long time. And ultimately, he ends up going right back to his same job, just with a different team. I, it's not that I feel bad for him. I mean, you 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 like you like hearing a story where the guy who comes in and writes the ship after so much turbulent waters, you know, gets rewarded. But hey, you know, he's going to the Packers. He's going to have a chance to continue on his resume. And again, I think if he would have stayed here with the Raiders, it probably wouldn't have been good. It probably would not. It probably would have been one of those stop gap, stop gap things to where they actually go out and get a, uh, a head coach with some experience like they did with Josh McDaniels. 
Um, but I do like how he immediately got himself another job with another good organization, and that just means that he'll probably end up getting a head coaching job somewhere down the road. You think I mean, so? That's, that's I what I'm curious because, like, the job he did, like an intangible leadership standpoint with the Raiders this year, should probably carry some weight, right? Yeah. Like, this team stayed together well enough to make the playoffs, right? That should carry some weight. I just I just don't know if, hey, special teams coordinator is getting enough interviews in the future. Because, again, he only got one interview this, this offseason. Well, two, technically. He got the Raiders interview. But the Raiders and the Jags were the only two teams interview him. When there's six, seven jobs that are open next offseason, does he get an interview with six or seven? Does he get any? Like, I'm, I'm curious to see because it's basically is his window already passed. Was this his opportunity to either continue to be the Raiders or get the Jags job or whatever. And because he missed that, that was his small window to get a head coach. I don't even know. We don't even know if he would have taken the Jags job if it got offered because, (laughs) I mean, again, you want to go to a situation where you could pad your resume. Like Doug Peterson going to the Jags. They're like, look, we know you got your Super Bowl ring. You're definitely wearing that ring with a lot of clout. Turning down. I love the idea of turning down the Jags head coaching job. To be a special teams coordinator yes. with the Packers. And here's the thing. It's the smart move. That's the thing. There's not – everybody's like, yeah, dude, I really see where he's going with this. Yes. And then you can continue on with your brilliant coaching career. We've seen special teams coordinators get made into head coaches like Joe Judge. The same thing could happen with Basashi and and he's got the respect of the players to remember that. Like how many players actually grabbed the microphone or actually went to the internet and wrote about how amazing this guy was for the locker room? That's always going to stick in the heads of GMs that are going to be doing hiring. Kyler Murray deleted all his Instagram posts except for the one about Rich Versace. Yeah. <laughs> what does Kyler have to say? All right. Before we go to break, Christopher Boyd also tells me on Twitter, just watch the Marvel movies. The history of 80 years of Captain America comics are way beyond you. Yes. I also think Marvel movies are way beyond me. How many are there? Oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah I, no. What am I doing? Yeah. 27. 27. We, we appreciate we appreciate you trying to guilt Tyler into watching. I haven't watched Marvel 27 movies. total movies yeah. in my life. I, right. That's what I'm saying. Like if we can't get if we can't get Tyler to watch Bad News Bears, a sports movie that is beloved by all. How are we going to be able to get him to watch Ant-Man? It's not going to happen. He's not going to watch Ant-Man, but at least watch Captain America before you judge us for it. No, no that's, I'm not judging you that's for part of what, watching or liking Captain America. I got no issue with that. I'm judging you for not having an answer to my very First simple off, question. You have a lot of, You always have issue with me liking comic book movies. No, you I take don't. great issue with it. I you go home. I just I go home and, and you stab <laughs> my boot, the voodoo doll that looks just like me. And I'm usually in my diary. Just wearing a Spider-Man shirt, stupid gooch. No, I listen, I watched all the Star Wars during um you were forced the pandemic. You were forced to watch the Star Wars movies. And I enjoyed movies. it. I enjoyed it. I I don't blame you for liking Marvel movies. What? I blame you for not knowing the answer to my question Wait when it was second. obviously very simple. You've watched all the Star Wars movies, but watching 27 Marvel movies that is probably the same length of all of them put together is too much for you. There's nine. Yeah, there's so? a- yeah, there's only nine or Star Wars. eleven. Yeah, there's two. There's like two the non-trilogy. Ones. And, all them put together. Is and the this was during COVID when there you were watched no these. sports. There was no right. That's sports. that's the big hindrance. Excuses, is, excuses. I'm gonna sit down and watch Duke Virginia play college basketball before I even start a movie. As a matter of fact, the movie. replay of Duke Virginia playing college oh, basketball oh, yeah. before you game. watch. <laughs> Virginia had a game-winning shot with a second to go. It was good. <laughs> Coming up next, find out what other movies I've watched. This is the press box with Grainy and Bischoff. Grainy is out at the Super Bowl. 
Gooch from Comp is in to tell us nothing about Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Friday, <laughs> I'm going to be out at PT's Pub on Tropicana in Maryland, right by UNLV, for a UNLV watch party. UNLV plays Boise State on Friday. So come out, watch the Running Rebels with me. We've got a lot of prizes out there. You can win some shirts. You can get entered to win beer for a year from Miller Lite or a staycation at the Stratosphere. So Friday, UNLV, Boise State, PT's Pub. That's where I will be. Um, I have, first off, a couple important updates. One, Vegas Made Racing on Twitter told me that bald eagles are just vultures with a good PR manager. It's good. I like it. I like that. Um, Also, here's uh, my list of favorite movie series that I have seen. You. I could only come up with four. But here's my list for you. Number four. And are these favorite or only? Both. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love that for you. Number four, Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, yes. Number three, Star Wars. Okay. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I know what number one is. I don't think you do. Mighty Ducks. I have not seen that. Number one, National Treasure. Oh, wow. Those movies are great. Wow. I mean, yeah. You put Nick Cage and National <laughs> Treasure above the Star Wars. That is ballsy. He kidnapped the president. It's the I, dumbest thing I've ever seen, and it's world? great. But I have to, I you have to give you credit. You put the little glasses on to read the code. It's so stupid. It's great. I have to give you credit for taking a movie that barely, barely, you know, like the fact that there was even a sequel made was a shocker. There's that like three, made, aren't there? No, there was only two. Okay. I mean, there was only two movies, National Treasures. And then you're like, no, I'm riding That's Nick all Cage. the treasures that have been hidden. I'm history. riding Nick Cage all the way to the top, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's three. That's what I thought. There's there is one. three. Yeah. Get out. Who's the movie expert now? Oh, well. Definitely not you, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know that there was two Captain America movies, so... Well, if you, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, Captain America, where it yeah. says Captain America. Yeah. So those are the four best movie series of all time. Okay, according to, or is it just That's period? a fact. Okay. That is not Understandable. A fact. Let's take yes. it to Berkeley. Let's do this. Let's get a study going. Let's get a control group. We don't need a study. I told you it's a fact. Then let's I'm get a placebo. Be the most hated person. <laughs> that is the four best movie series of all time. Okay. Sure. Yeah, right. I, said, I couldn't think of a fifth one because I would have done a top five, but I could not think of a fifth yeah, movie yeah. series like, that uh, I've seen. Done. We just stuttered <laughs> right at four. You're like, right. yeah, that's so weird. Just somebody going, top four, top four? I couldn't think of a fifth one. It's there either, is not a fifth one in, in the possibility. It here. goes top three, top 10, top 20, and that's where it stops. Top Nobody 20. does top four. Nobody does top four. Except me. Yeah. Yeah. You Okay, so you've seen Star Wars. You haven't seen Star Trek? Trailblazer. A Star Trek movies? I thought it was a TV show. Oh, my goodness. See, no, just stop. Oh, no. Just stop. He's never going to oh, no. go. I'm named after a Star Trek character. Are you really? I am. Oh, Kira wow. from Deep Space Nine. Listen. Wait, wait, wait. That's a Deep Space? Oh, Deep Space Nine oh, is Star- a Star Trek. Oh, yeah, that's Star right. Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I thought that was So do show. you like Star Trek, or do you feel I an do. obligation to fulfill your name? That's no, I went cr- to yes. a 12-hour convention. I am dedicated. Did you choose to go to this, or were you forced yes. by the people that named you? I went by myself. You? See, it's so funny. Just so you're saying, did you feel forced to just? What did you say about feeling forced for her to to she, live out her legacy, to live out her name? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny because Tyler was actually, the obligation. Tyler was actually actually named after the very first blogger 
and uh, they were very angry and didn't have a lot of, and didn't have a lot of movie experience going on. And this guy is living it up right here. You dropped your water bottle. Dropped that wa- happened. water for anybody That's that fine. heard that loud with H two O with H two O in it. No booze. No booze. No booze. Good. Just water. Don't test me. No, I'm joking. Am I? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Between water and booze? No, you okay. you drinking water, you drinking booze. I don't think I know the difference. Well, I mean, there's so many substances. <laughs> <laughs> all right, those are the best movies of all time. I will not hear any other further discussion. Movie okay. series. Best movie of all time, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. Okay, I can't believe you didn't put Terminator 1 and 2 in there. Oh, I haven't seen but those. But then it's the... Uh, you never saw Terminator 2? Are you surprised? You haven't seen Terminator 2? Oh, oh. dude. <laughs> It's the one. It's the How? one. It's the rare occasion where I get mad, more mad at you for not seeing two instead of the first one, and those are two classic movies. How can you be mad? We know he hasn't seen any. He's seen four series. I've <laughs> probably seen another one. I just don't remember it. it. Fine. It, that's what I'm saying. It, th- that, that's the thing, Kira. How can I still be mad when he continues to surprise me with his lack of movie watching? <laughs> what is the best movie series of all time? The best movie series of all time. Yeah. Oh boy. Ooh. There's a lot. I mean, if you're going to... No, there's only four. Yeah, there's only four. (laughs) All right, National Treasure. I got to agree with you on that. Very underrated movie. Not saying it was bad, but it was like, that's just crazy that you would just throw it. I don't know about number one. He didn't even just throw it in there. He threw it at number one. Yeah, this is my deal. I think he threw it in there because he's a brilliant talk show host and he knew it would get us chatting. (laughs) Right? No, it's genuinely of those. And when I say brilliant, I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. I just want to be asked back. It's absolutely the most interesting. Yes. Or the one I'd watch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also think McGriddles are like the McGriddles best McGriddles are phenomenal. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, they are. Kira didn't know what a McGriddle was. If I you don't know, know what a McGriddle is, they inject the syrup into the pancake breading of this breakfast sandwich. Yeah, Tyler will not stop talking about it's it. It's one of the greatest obsessed. inventions in human history. You're and, obsessed. And that's the thing. Like, you, 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 you are so convincing because there's no shaking you off your cliff. You're like, national treasure, flat out, best movie series and you're like nope that's it there's no knocking you off the mcgriddle mountaintop no there's Why? nothing those are the hills you will die on yes those are great hills to die on i guess but i think that's what makes a good talk show host is just the fact that you no matter what kind of criticism gets thrown your way you will not well, take you guys a step haven't back. given me any valid criticism whatsoever you will not take a step back no what are you talking see that's about? the thing like I'm so quick to I'm so quick to go to the middle ground. I'm like, ah, I see what you're saying. Ah, you know, you can change my you can change my stance on things. All you got to do is just explain the other side. I go, well, I mean, yeah. I get it. But, but Tyler's like, no, no, you- open mindedness is what that is. Tyler's like, no, this is the way it is. This is what I think, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. There's no. There's if you no would need to be open minded about breakfast sandwiches, if Tyler oh would have been a leader in his community, like let's just say in the 1700s, how many witches do you think would have been burned? Oh my because god! I would have liked witches. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you t- they can do magic tricks. Oh, you're the one. We would have had a lot of witches. Like, guys, guys, look, they, they make the crops come back right. stronger. Let's keep them alive. Witches would have been great. Who cares? They what they- I wouldn't have been just making one super serum for one guy. I would have had all the witches out there. Who cares what they're doing with your hair and eyes of Newt? Yeah, make a voodoo doll. It's yeah. fine. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. You can follow him on Twitter at 4Verts. Find his work at For the When. Uh, Charles is Mike McDaniel Black. No. 
sorry. Uh, I, 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 okay, I, like he, he's got some black in him. Uh, I don't think that that's up for dispute. Uh, I still want to see what his dad's parents look like because his dad looks like what Mike McDaniel, what people are saying Mike McDaniel is. Uh, to me, like when you look at the Rooney Rule and like what the intended goal of the Rooney Rule is, and I, I think this is kind of why you get into how far as the draft pick compensation is, like the spirit of the rule is not for it, it's not to like promote people that look like Mike McDaniel being hired. Uh, and I'm you know, and, and I think this is kind of a tricky conversation because you don't want to get into like <laughs> eugenics or uh, whatever. But I think the the biggest takeaway from this is probably rewarding draft picks for. Uh, you know, doing the bare minimum to try and diversify your organization uh, is not a great idea, and there probably needs to be another solution, and that's why, you know, the NFL is claiming that they're meeting with these civil rights leaders and definitely listen to them. Does anything actually change when it comes to minority hires until there's minority owners in the NFL? I mean, there's even one, Asak Khan, and... Think about the thing about getting a billion dollars is uh, usually your politics don't align with inclusion. Uh, it's it's kind of difficult to get that amount of wealth without being, you know, somewhat ruthless and callous and stepping on people to get what you want. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that um, that <laughs> these people who you know donate to uh, right-wing operations and Donald Trump and stuff like that aren't, uh, uh, aren't really down for the minority cause and hiring minorities. So, you know, it's kind of, to me, it's more, it's more like class warfare than it is, you know, just strictly diversity problems. And when you look at like the class of people who tend to have a billion dollars, it just tends to be a lot of white folk who don't really care about diversity all that much. Do you think, well, Hugh Jackson kind of half-heartedly did, but does anybody end up joining Brian Flores? Like, do we actually hear other stories like Brian Flores's? Um, maybe. Like, I think there has to be one. Like, Brian Flores, in order to, uh, uh, in order for this to get going. So I don't really know if there's going to be other coaches, but like, I highly doubt that there aren't coaches with, uh there are coaches that have the receipts that could possibly join this. It might be a little bit scary, which is, I think is, it's fair because it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not a stretch to say that Brian Flores might be done coaching in the NFL, just based on what we've already seen happen to someone like Colin Kaepernick uh, in the NFL, which to me would be kind of sad because I don't think that pointing out, you know, these inequalities uh, is a reason to, you know, bar someone from uh, being a head coach in the NFL. But, you know, at the same time, I I feel pretty confident saying that, like, there would never be a black Josh McCown or something like that where you're not having any coaching experience and you're an inch away from getting a head coaching spot before uh, all this stuff happens. So, you know, there's definitely a need for more uh, equality, equity, just getting more people into the door when it comes to these front office and, and head coaching conversations, but uh, it's just not happening. And I, and I think that, you know, just in general, when you have uh, 
a small portion of the population, you know, like black people, African-American people that influence such, such a large part of this country's culture. It's, it's kind of crap that, you know, you can't get actual representation when people are feeding off of the gifts and talents that you provide. All right. Here's a Super Bowl question for you. Uh, bleep, Mary kill Cooper cup, Jamar oh, chase, Odell Beckham. Um, I think I would, uh, So far, the answer has been the same. I think you have to kill Odell. (laughs) Uh, And then I will probably leave Cooper Cup and marry Jamar Chase just because he's got more football in front of him. Odell has been killed three straight times. (laughs) He's been killed by three people today. And Cup's been married twice, but Jamar Chase and Cup have both lived both ways. Both. (laughs) They have not been killed. They have not been killed. (laughs) They might lose. I don't know. I don't know how great I am in the sack. <laughs> okay. I didn't know we were adding those kind of points in there. We're like, oh, let's see. I thought we were just going by football play, but you're like, well, let's look at their abs. All right. On on the wide receivers here, because like here in Vegas, the Raiders, they might end up drafting a wide receiver in the first round if they don't get one in free agency. How unrealistic of an expectation has, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase set as far as rookie wide receiver comes in and is immediately awesome? Oh, it's totally skewed, like, what we should be expecting. And it's not just a wide receiver. It's like, it's that quarterback, too. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the, I think in college football in general, like, you're seeing, and I, maybe it's just even starting in high school, or you're seeing, like, the vision of the passing game uh you know i'm i'm only you know 27 years old and i can confidently say that you know these kids who are in high school now are a lot better than i was you know you know 10 11 years ago so uh you know i I think you're just kind of starting earlier when it comes to uh when you're starting to develop these skills whether it's throwing running routes catching the ball getting open all that crap uh and i think you're starting to see that kind of trickle up to the NFL level where, you know, I, I do think that the receiver play, you know, especially from these young guys is pretty good. Cause not even just like uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, even another guy like for the Jets, Elijah Moore last year, uh, Calvin Ridley a couple years ago for the Falcons. Like you're seeing these guys come into the league and kind of be ready. But still, I think, you know, even if you draft someone uh, high in the draft this year, I'm not really sure who that would be. Cause I don't, I can't think of like anyone of this receiver class that you got to have. They do like Chris Olav or Jameson Williams if you can get healthy. It's still not fair for them to expect or to have the expectations of like a first-team all-pro breaking records back-to-back seasons like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have. Uh, but, you know, I, I still do think that the receiver play entering the league right now is really high. Uh, and even guys who are getting picked in like the second and third rounds can come in and be starter roles early. And I, I think that that's kind of been one of the cool transition from football as, as a whole. And then obviously every once in a while, you're going to get the freaks like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, who uh, happen to play on the same team. And I think one of the coolest things about where the NFL is right now in recent draft classes is, you know, there were so many debates where, you know, is it Jefferson? Is it Chase? Is it Burrow? Who's the good one here? And we're finding out that all three of them are good. And that's a, a pretty cool story to have, I think. What do you think Odell Beckham's done for himself for free agency this offseason? Like, has it improved, or do you think he would have gotten a big deal no matter what? Uh, I think it's improved, and I don't think that him getting a big deal was necessarily guaranteed. Um, I, I, I think for him, the biggest thing is 
I, I can't really see him going anywhere other anywhere else than the Rams. Uh, and they're going to have some cap or some contracts come off the books this uh, summer in the spring. So they actually have the space to re-sign Odell, and I don't think that it's going to have to be anything groundbreaking because while Odell has had um, a much better run with the Rams than he did with the Browns, uh, I do think that uh, some of this production is probably being weighted a little bit too heavy by touchdowns, and I think on a down-to-down basis maybe hasn't been uh, the most consistent pairing, but that game against the 49ers a couple weeks ago, uh, you saw like what this can look like when Odell and Cup are both balling and on the same page. I know they only scored 20 points, but you know if you have two receivers every day that are capable of getting 100 yards, I think that that's something the Rams are going to be interested in keeping together. And you know if you're walking to a situation next year where Odell is your number two uh, and he's got another year at Stafford and Cup and McVay. Uh, that's probably one of the best offenses in the NFL. So I think that Odell has definitely improved his, uh, you know, contract value and free agency. But I think it's still going to be with the Rams when it's all said and done. Do you think the way he left Cleveland is a deciding factor in who signs him next year? I mean, we've, he's had problems with New York, had problems in Cleveland. Everything's great in LA because they're winning. But we all we already know what happens to Odell when his teams start losing. Yeah, but for the most part, it's really just like media that has a problem because I've covered the Giants. Um, you know, I know Saquon, Sterling, all those guys, like none of them will say a bad word about Odell. Uh, even players for the Browns still stick up yeah. with Odell. And I, I think that I think with, I think with Cleveland, it was so, it became more obvious as the season went on that, Oh, this is a Baker problem, not uh, an Odell problem. I don't think that, you know, the Rams or anyone are going to hold that, against him in the past because, you know, I think Odell has shown that, you know, if the situation is good and you guys are playing up to the level that a player like him should expect because he's really good, uh, then it's all fine. But, you know, if, if it starts falling apart or the team isn't winning or, uh, you know, you have weird stuff like a quarterback being injured and trying to play 17 games and bailing on the 18th game of the season and you still get blamed for what happened in Cleveland – uh, you know, I think that that can taint some minds with how he's covered. But when you talk to people that actually know him, everyone gives like rave reviews about the guy. So uh, I wouldn't really be concerned about that being an issue, you know, moving forward. Charles, before we let you go, can you spell Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, that's it. You got it. All right. We were we were 0 for 3 spelling Cincinnati because I learned over the last couple of weeks that I do not know how to spell Cincinnati. I spelled it with two eyes. Yeah, I, I, I only know that because my buddy Richard Johnson, he did a story where he interviewed, uh, you know, some guy to new Marcus Freeman and he tweeted out his story. He spelled Cincinnati wrong and they got on his ass. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> well, he is Charles McDonald. Again, follow him on Twitter at 4Verts and check out his work at For the Win. Charles, oh, is gone already. <laughs> so there is Charles McDonald. Uh, our guests are two for two on spelling Cincinnati, so we might be the morons here. Mm-hmm. All right. Might? I should have done a better job of teasing this. We have John Mayer tickets to give away. John Mayer is coming to Las Vegas on March 11th at MGM Grand Garden Arena. You can buy tickets at access.com. That's AXS.com or... Win a pair from us right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. You'll get a pair of tickets to go see John Mayer at MGM Grand Garden Arena. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number eight. 
We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Congratulations to Gabe. Gabe has got the tickets to go see John Mayer. Kira, we have more throughout the week, right? Yeah. Okay. More John Mayer tickets coming up throughout the week. So stay tuned if you want to go see John Mayer. Quick question. Should I know a John Mayer song? No. I don't know a John Mayer song. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you sure do. How do I? I'm waiting on the world to change. I feel very confident I know a John Mayer song, but I don't actually know what's John Mayer. Waiting on the world to change. If I heard the song, I'd be like, oh, right. Is that that John Mayer? I'm pretty sure it's what's happening. Yeah, like if that were one of those things, but I couldn't tell you a John Mayer song. All right. Good. We just annoyed Kira. That's all. Right. That now she's scrambling to try to find one to play for us. In the meantime. Yeah, I'm not a guy. I'm not a I'm not a guy who's into rom coms, so it's just with a romantic comedy there. I just I know what to that make means. sure. Okay. I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to make sure I cover my bases. All you. good. I got all that right. abbreviation down. That's probably one of my favorite abbreviations of all the abbrevi- I should break down my favorite abbreviations. Well, rom-com is great cuz it's fun to say. And you go from six syllables to two. Right. It's a great abbreviation. Mm-hmm. Here it looks like she's doing something. Thumbs up from you yet. Okay. Do you know it? Oh, yeah, I know this song. Okay. You know it? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've heard this version. Of, You've heard this version? I mean, it sounds like a song that I've heard like a hundred times before by yeah, yeah. a hundred different artists. Well, I don't know if that's true. But. Yeah. Hey, he's, a good, he's talented. He's a good I artist. You know, he, he, <laughs> Although it's he, the only John Mayer song I know. Yeah, he so. jumps on stage with Dave Chappelle. I'm cool with John Mayer. What you saw a video of him with Dave Chappelle? And yeah, yeah. He used cool to go on. He used to go on a tour with Dave, and then they would. Uh, he would play, and then Dave would come out and do stand up, and then they would kind of have like a, a back and forth with music and Dave, and it was funny. It was fun. a lot of people enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give you like four solid minutes here of UNLV basketball. Oh, Are you ready for that? Gimme, 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 okay. gimme. Because UNLV, they play tonight. They play Air Force tonight at the Thomas and Mac. You can hear it right here on ESPN Las Vegas. First bit of analysis for you. We have no idea the injury situation for UNLV. Uh, Donovan Williams, their number two score, did not play in Saturday's loss. Uh, Donovan Williams has a knee injury. He has not played three of the last five games, but he's alternated. Missed a game, played a game. Missed a game, played a game. Missed the most recent one. Uh, Kevin Kruger didn't really give an update on him yesterday. Victor Ewalker, who started last game, played five minutes and came out of the game with what is presumed to be an injury. Yesterday, when Kevin Kruger was asked about Victor Ewalker, Kevin Kruger's response was, you know as much as I do, which is a lie, right? I hope Kevin Kruger knows more about his players' injuries yeah, than, than the I guy do. with a notepad. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's just to give you some insight on Kevin Kruger and how vague he is about player injuries and when guys will be coming back earlier in the year, but uh, victory Walker started the year with an injury. And when it looked like he might be coming back when he was asked about it, his response was, you'll just have to come to the game and find out. Now I'm assuming he's using this as a leg up against the opposition, kind of keeping the opposition guessing as to who's playing. I mean, if you're the opposition, you're just preparing as though they're all playing. Like, I don't think it changes very much. Right. You're not, I don't think your entire game prep is thrown out the window. I guess that's the question I have. Is there something to gain by not giving us this information? Probably not. Right. No. Like with Victor Ewalker, no, the guy's playing like 17 minutes a night if he's fully healthy. So 
he doesn't even score. He's averaging like a point a game this year. Like he rebounds and he blocks shots and he plays defense, but you're not really changing your philosophy of victory walkers out there. Donovan Williams, maybe a little bit because he's the number two scorer, but even then you're just shifting your attention to somebody else. If he's not there. Now, how often does this happen with other head coaches? They usually give the update right away. It varies because college basketball, unlike the NFL, there's no, you don't have to have an injury report. So you can say nothing or you can say everything you could say. And sometimes, sometimes Kevin Kruger has said Donovan Williams has a knee injury. Like he'll give some information every now and then, but oftentimes he's I, very vague. I wonder if there was a time when a head coach held back that information and then the opposing head coach that lost to them was like, Oh, if only they released the injury report. If only I knew. If only I knew who was going to play. Two <sighs> things, though, for UNLV tonight against Air Force. Because they've already lost once to Air Force this year. Even their Air Force is terrible. Number one, they have to find some secondary scoring. Bryce Hamilton has had 30 points in four of the last six games. Bryce Hamilton is on an incredible run right now. Somebody else has to be competent offensively. If Donovan Williams is fully healthy, that guy's Donovan Williams. He's their number two scorer, but he's not fully healthy, might not play at all. The last time they played Air Force, Bryce Hamilton had 32. Donovan Williams had 19. No one else had more than four. So they need somebody else to score tonight, not named Bryce Hamilton. The other area is defense. UNLV just had its worst defensive game of the year over the weekend against Utah State. Uh, gave up a 1.48 points per possession, which I know you love that stat because you yeah, don't know what it means. That's but delish. That's the worst of the entire season for UNLV. They weren't great against Air Force either. So Air Force sucks. Air Force is not good at basketball, uh, but they beat UNLV. And if UNLV can't defend them off the ball tonight, like they couldn't against Utah State, they might lose again. So those are the two keys. Somebody not named Bryce Hamilton needs to score points. Guys not named Bryce, believe in yourselves. And play some defense. They win.